It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome on in. This is Locked On Cougars for Monday, October 8th, 2018. Long weekend for BYU fans in the most literal sense, in my opinion. They played Friday night, were absolutely manhandled at the hands of their rival, the Utah State Aggies, 45-20. to We'll be breaking that down for you here on the show. We'll also debate the merits of, of if BYU should make a quarterback change, go with the freshman Zach Wilson, see if Tanner Mingham might be maxed out on what he can offer to the Cougars. And then in the final segment of the show today, we'll be breaking down the other teams in Provo and how they performed over the weekend. So that's coming up right now on Locked on Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to download the show. It's a blast to bring it to you. I am your BYU insider here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where it is your team every day, giving you insider knowledge about the Cougars, stats, um, insights, opinions, everything you need to know about BYU will be found on this podcast. So thanks again for taking the time to download the podcast. If you're new to the show, just joining us, thanks for taking the time to join us. It's be on board and hopefully you find it of use to you in terms of rooting for the Cougars and getting your daily fix of all things BYU athletics. All right, we had a suggestion. I, I Started a thing last week, and we've, we've done one edition of it so far, and it is the guest of the day. I believe Casey Finlinson, if I'm mistaken, Casey, you get the credit for it, and whoever gave me this suggestion is going to be rather miffed. But I believe Casey Finlinson reached out late last week and suggested I call this the locked-on listener of the day. I love that. The branding is fantastic. Hashtag on brand. So thanks for that suggestion. And today's uh, featured Locked On listener of the day goes clear across the Pacific. A shout-out to Glenn Soder. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that right, Glenn. If it's Glenn Sotar, let me know. But I've been going with Glenn Soder until otherwise informed. He reached out on our Locked On Cougars Facebook page, and please go join us there. Like the page. Help us build the build the Facebook community that we're building there as well. He said he reached out, and, and he said, that, here's, the, here's the exact quote. He says, I love your show. You ask about your listeners, so here goes. I am a longtime BYU fan. Virgil Carter was in our ward before he went to BYU, and I was a freshman at BYU for Lavelle's first year. I served my mission, an LDS mission in Hawaii, and I am currently living on a sailboat in the the Philippines. He says, I listened to your show off random cell towers along the way. Go Cougs. Glenn, I think I speak for uh, me and the thousands of other BYU fans listening to this podcast that we all envy you. The fact that you are living on a sailboat in the Philippines, living the high life as it were, is absolutely phenomenal. Some of the pictures you sent me of your sailboat and just the flora and the fauna and everything going on with uh, where you're living on that boat looks absolutely spectacular i served my lds mission in taiwan and got to know a fair amount of filipinos uh working as domestic servants in taiwan a lot of fishermen as well and the pictures of the philippines i have seen from them and then this these pictures that you sent me glenn have me extremely jealous and you said come i so i i messaged him back and he said come join us someday we would love to have you join us 
I'm on board, Glenn. Uh, someday I will get over there, and that would be absolutely phenomenal. But thank you so much for listening to the show as you sail around the Philippines and live your best life. It's absolutely phenomenal. Hats off to you, sir. Like I said, I think I speak for a lot of people when, when I say we are all jealous of this. But it shows the show has gone to international people. we got people listening from 8,000 miles away in the Philippines. So thank you, Glenn. You are our locked-on listener of the day. All right, and as before we get into the meat of the podcast today, I do need to mention that today's sponsor of the show is, of course, our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, based right here in Utah. Show also brought to you by Vivid Seats and also Sling TV. We'll be telling you about all three of those later on in the show. But without further ado, let's break down what we saw Friday night. BYU, of course, drops to three and three on the season after being manhandled in a forty-five to twenty loss against Utah State. Utah State has won back-to-back games over the Cougars for the first time in 44 years when they went, made, made a four-game sweep of the Cougars in four straight years from 1971 to 1974. Man, history made for the Aggies. A lot of happy Utah State fans on Friday night. A lot of unhappy Cougar fans, and for good reason, of course. Uh, you like to think the BYU can, can take care of Utah State, but this is a true rivalry now, people. Utah State has won three of the last five games, two in a row. You combine that with the seven in a row that BYU has lost to Utah. That's nine straight rivalry losses to your two big in-state rivals. Not a good day if you're a Cougar fan. And this game on Friday night, I was disheartened watching BYU kind of wilt in that game. Utah State came out and absolutely clobbered BYU right from the get-go. Tipa Naliai with the pick six to get things going, and it seemed like it was off to the races at that point. I felt like in the second quarter, BYU regained some of the momentum. They went down and got a touchdown and on a drive that was aided by multiple Utah State penalties. But then the killer, I thought, was when they got the ball back with two minutes, drove it down the field, once again aided by penalties, but then come away empty as Skylar Southam misses a field goal. I thought the it was an epitome of how the night went because Utah State comes out in the second half. They got the ball first. They go down and score. They get the ball back again, go down and score again. And at that point, that game was two nails in the coffin and call it a day. Zach Wilson comes into the game late, ends up BYU's leading rusher with a 25-26 yard scramble that makes him the leading rusher on the game. What in the world happened to the BYU rushing offense we saw against Arizona, that we saw against Cal, we also saw against Wisconsin in the big win out there in Madison? I don't know, but you have 14 total yards rushing before your freshman quarterback enters in garbage time, and he ends up getting you to 39 total yards rushing on the night. That was disheartening, to say the least, when it came to BYU. The Cougars offensive line has got multiple issues the defensive line has their own issues it was it was embarrassing I I think most players would say they were embarrassed being pushed around like they were by Utah State the Aggies were sprinting onto the field when they were when they were taking the field they came out and they absolutely took it to BYU Kalani Satake after the game said he would uh, have more for us today, Monday, after reviewing the film, but he felt like the missed tackles were the biggest thing that bugged him in the post-game interviews he talked about, and I don't blame him. The defense did miss tackles, 
But I thought the most revealing statement of all was a statement made by Matt Bushman. And he's a pretty straight shooter. I'll give Matt Bushman credit. When you ask him a question, he gives you a good, solid answer. And he was very revealing with this one statement. So here you go. Here's Matt Bushman after the game. They just came out. I think they just came out more more excited than we than we did. They- Utah State had more energy than BYU, who was playing at home in front of their home crowd. That's man. That's a and I I don't mean to to swear, but that's a damning statement if you're a BYU fan. You, the Cougars should not be out energied, and I don't know if that's right. That's not the right use of words, and I shouldn't be using that. But they should not be the visiting team, their in-state rival, come to their house, have more energy, and blow them off the field. That's just that's not right. BYU's got to figure it out, people. This is a back-to-back games where they have been absolutely manhandled in the trenches. Teams have seen something on film, and they have. They've come in to Lavelle Edwards Stadium and beaten BYU twice this year. Speaking of Cal and Utah State, it was tweeted out on Saturday night that BYU is now 3-6 and six in their last nine home games going back to the tw- beginning of the 2017 season. The three wins, your two FCS opponents in that stretch, Portland State and McNeese. The other, San Jose State, which might as well be one of the 10 worst teams in... No, they are. They are one of the 10 worst teams in the FBS ranks this, this year. I think there are a number of FCS teams that would give San Jose State a run for their money. So... BYU's got to hit the reset button. They have Hawaii coming to town this week. Uh, Cole McDonald, the star quarterback for Hawaii, did not play in their game Saturday night at home against Wyoming. The Rainbow Warriors became bowl eligible. They're 6-1 and one on the year with the win over Hawaii as they rallied to win 17-14. to 14. They're coming to Provo, and they've got no reason to fear BYU. Let's be honest. BYU's offense hasn't struck fear in a lot of opponents with the ability to score points. And I think Hawaii's going to come in here thinking, okay, yeah, and Hawaii's defense is not great, but they're going to come in here thinking, yeah, we can shut down BYU, we can outscore them, we can win this game. BYU's got to hit the reset button. And that's not saying reset, fire coaches quite yet, but that's saying you got to get back to your core principles, your core ideals, go back to what works, because you got to identify what works for you and what you can win games with, and that's normally taking care of the ball, because BYU in their three losses this year, minus six in the turnover margin, and in their wins, they have only lost one turnover in the three wins. That speaks highly of what BYU needs to do. They need to take care of the ball, run the ball, and hopefully this defense can figure things out because the defense was a massive, massive issue in the back-to-back losses recently. Uh, They haven't been able to get much in terms of stopping the run, getting a pass rush the last two games. There's a lot of question marks for this team, and hopefully Kalani Satake will shed some light on what's going to happen for BYU going forward. And we'll keep you updated on that, of course, each day here on the podcast. All right, we'll take a timeout here. We'll come back. We'll debate the quarterback situation next. We need to talk about if it's time for Zach Wilson maybe to take the reins in Provo. That'll be coming up next on the podcast. We need to talk to you about today's title sponsor of the show. That is, of course, All Guard Pest Control. They handle all things pests. Spiders, mice, termites, whatever you got, they'll take care of it for you. Seth Baird and his team, they service all of Utah County, Salt Lake County. Uh, They go up into Wasatch County, even Wasatch and Davis Counties if 
you need service up there, they're everywhere along the Wasatch Front. Please give them a call, 801-851-1812. My favorite thing about this company is they don't rely on contracts. They don't care for the contracts. They don't want to lock you in. If you need one-time service, Seth and his team are going to come out and treat you once. Like I've told you multiple times, my wife does not like any creepy crawly thing in her home. So they also offer a quarterly service where you they come out every three months, treat your house and make sure nothing's getting inside, give you that, uh, that sense that you, oh, everything's taken care of. They're termite specialists. They come with a 15-year guarantee if you do have termite issues. And the biggest thing here, All Guard Pest Control, they don't do anything else except pest control. It's a singular focus. So check it out. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. All Guard Pest Control has got you taken care of. They'll make sure all of your pest control needs are met. All right, Zach Wilson versus Tanner Bingham next. This is Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Locked on Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your daily source for all things BYU, right here on the podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Cougars clobbered at home 45 to 20, the final Friday night against their in state rival, Utah State. And there was a big debate, and I, I'll admit I was part of it on Saturday night. Should Tanner Mangum be benched in favor of the freshman, Zach Wilson? I tweeted out during the game, if you're paying attention, my Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch. Please follow me there. I give you all kinds of insight during the games. This kind of comes to my mind as we go along. And I said this was the first game, speaking of the Utah State game, where I really feel like BYU needs to seriously consider putting Zach Wilson into this game and see if they can find a spark. I believe I said this uh, late in the – sorry, it was actually in the second quarter of the game. I kind of reiterated it later in the game. And – I felt like BYU falling behind, not able to generate much in terms of the run game, having a quarterback who's more mobile than Tanner Mangum, and there's no denying that there's a completely different skill set with Zach Wilson than there is for Tanner Mangum. They're different types of quarterbacks. I felt like BYU might have tried to insert uh, Zach Wilson, a la Jake Heaps for Riley Nelson in 2011 when BYU rallied and see what the freshman could give him, but the BYU coaching staff decided to stick with the status quo, roll with Tanner Mangum, uh, and see what happened, and the result was a 45-20 to loss. Tanner Mangum threw, in, threw that pick six to start the game. Later in the game, tried to, like, olay Jontrell Rockmore, who came un, unblocked at him on a, on a blitz, and Mangum holding the ball out as he tries to get around Rockmore, loses control of the ball, a strip sack for Rockmore. Utah State uh, recovers the ball. An absolutely critical error that could not take place. I mentioned in the first segment BYU's losses this year, all three of them, they're, they've committed, they've had six turnovers in those games. BYU cannot afford to lose the ball and expect to win games. They've got a grand total of one turnover in their three wins. It's a massive key 
in normal football, but it's especially important for this BYU team with the lack of playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't mind saying that. I feel like there are not as many playmakers as BYU needs and should have, in my opinion. Squally Canada dinged up in this game, not able to go after he took a hit early in the game. He's done. I mentioned that he was questionable to even play last week. Lopini Katoa, pretty much ineffective, rendered ineffective by the Utah State front. Wide receivers had issues. I thought Matt Bushman had a decent game. Micah Simon decides to run sideways on a third down that he could have had the first down if he decides to put his head down. Ends up being that pick six that Tipa Nalii took back for a touchdown to get the scoring started in the game. But the focus, of course, and it happens everywhere, but magnified at a school that has been known in the past as QB University or QBU at BYU is should Tanner Mangum be benched in favor of the freshmen? And I'm here to say that I think that they should be getting ready for that transition. Look, I've said on this podcast multiple times that what Tanner Mangum is is what we're seeing on the film, film, uh, field, not film, well, film too, but what we're seeing is what we're getting on the fi- on the field, and that, that's it. And is it enough to, for BYU to win games at a high level? I don't believe it is. Uh, I tweeted out also on Saturday night that the way I kind of see an easy transition should BYU coaches decide to go with it would be for during this Hawaii game this week, Alternate the quarterbacks. Give Zach Wilson some reps when the game is not already in hand. His two times we have seen him this year has been in garbage time in a win over McNeese State and then Friday night when the game was decided against Utah State. He came in, had a 25-yard scramble, threw a touchdown pass uh, to Gunnar Romney, a true freshman to true freshman connection there. But my opinion is, is if BYU coaches are going to make the move, this is the time to do it. You sprinkle him in, as I said on Twitter, at Jacob C. Hatch. You sprinkle Zach Wilson in this week while rotating with Tanner Mangum during this Hawaii game and hope you pick up a win. If you get to 4-3, and three, that should help assuage some fears about this BYU team. But if you get to 4-3, and three, and it's by no means a guarantee, Hawaii is a fantastic offense, suspect defense, but let's be honest, BYU's defense is quite suspect at the moment as well. You sprinkle Zach Wilson in, let him get some reps in live action uh, when it comes to playing Hawaii. You have the bye week the following week for BYU, and that's when you officially pull the trigger. You don't have to tell the media, uh, and I would love if they would say, hey, we're making the move now, and they tell us and let us know, but if you're going to do it, you make the move during the bye week, give Zach Wilson all of the reps during that bye week to get him as much uh, work as he possibly can get, and then he makes his first start for the Cougars when they face Northern Illinois at the end of the month after the bye week. That is a natural transition that I could see happening. The question is, is this, co- is this coaching staff ready to move on from Tanner Mangum? I'm getting conflicting reports from people that I've talked to that some say that the coaching staff has been ready to move uh, on Mangum and go to Zach Wilson at any point. I know that in past weeks, since the beginning of the season, Zach Wilson has gotten a lot of reps with the first team offense. We're talking uh, sometimes a 60-40 split in terms of the reps with the first team during practice during the week, uh, sometimes 70-30. And just for comparison's sake, 
in most Division I programs, when you have a starter established, it's a 90-10 rep distribution, maybe 80-20 at most, 85-15, somewhere in there. A 60-40 split means that this coaching staff has been keeping Zach Wilson engaged, and they, they, they're, they're preparing to make a move at some point. And it is my opinion that if you're going to do it, this is the time to do it. Maybe you don't sprinkle him against Hawaii and say, Tanner, this is your final hurrah. Go out there, get one for the Gipper, whatever rah-rah speech you want to use, and that's it. And then you still make the move during the bye week. But Zach Wilson needs live reps when the game is still in the balance. He needs to be able to play and feel the pressure of a game when it's still not decided. Because his two times we've seen him in games, the game has been well in hand. So, I'm not the coaches. I am a blowhard, according to some Utah fans on Twitter. If you guys saw that over the weekend, you can go look at my Twitter feed. I'm a BYU blowhard that believes that BYU should consider making the move now, and it's probably the most natural transition in this window because, like I said, you can sprinkle them in against Hawaii, give that new element to this offense. Hopefully it results in a win for you. Get you to 4-3. and three. You take the bye week. Say, hey, Tanner, thank you for all you've done. It's been a pleasure, etc. Give him all of the um, all the statements you need to give to make him feel like he's been taken care of. And then you say, Zach, you're our guy. Let's go to work. Get him ready. And then he goes out against Northern Illinois. That's the way I see it going down if they are ultimately going to pull the trigger. But like I said, I've got conflicting reports saying that some people saying that the coaching staff has been preparing for this. Like I said, with those rep distributions for Zach Wilson, but also other people saying that BYU, they're they're not ready to make the move. Whether that's the coaching staff feeling like Zach Wilson's not ready or just sheer stubbornness, I don't know. But it is my opinion that if BYU wants to salvage this season, get a guy ready for next year when you have another killer slate in the month of September, and Tanner Mangum... Let's be honest. He got BYU out of September 3-2. and two. He's done everything that BYU fans could have hoped for. He's been a good soldier. He's always said the right thing. It just may be time for the freshman to take over. We'll see how it shakes out. I'm not holding my breath because it seems like BYU is pretty insistent on letting Tanner Mangum ride this wave. But I think that wave is dying down. It's cresting and... It's about to hit the shoreline, and it might be time to let the young hotshot quarterback, Zach Wilson, have a crack at the starting quarterback reps. We'll see what the coaches decide. Like I said, I'm a BYU blowhard. Like I said, people calling me that on Utah fans in particular over the weekend. Kind of fun. I had some fun with it. Made it into a promo for the show. So always fun to have interaction. Please reach out. Um, As we go to break here, I do need to tell you guys, though, about uh, Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats, of course, takes care of you, getting you to all the events you want to go to, whether that's sporting events, the theater, uh, you can go to concerts, wherever you want to go, Vivid Seats is here to help you out. Vivid Seats, of course, has apps for both on Google Play and the App Store. And if you go there, you can download the app and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive $20 off your first order of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. 
Of course, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by their 100% guarantee, so you have the peace of mind there. They offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience. So go to Vivid Seats, use that promo code Locked On, and get that $20 off your order of $200 or more as your, as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Check it out. Vivid Seats does a great job. Use that promo code Locked On. Save yourself some money when you go out to whether it be a sporting event, the theater, or a concert. Vivid Seats is the way to go. All right, quick hits next, getting you all the things you need to know about the other teams in Provo. That's coming up next right here on Locked On Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. Save money and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU, insider knowledge, and the whole bit. I'm Jay Catch. All right, as we wrap up the show today, we've talked a lot of BYU football like we normally do, but I do want to keep you guys updated with the other teams in Provo because, of course, like I said, we are your one-stop shop for all things BYU. So, update on the weekend for the other teams in action. Uh, The men's and women's cross-country teams had a good weekend. They both won over the weekend in their races up there in Logan. Carrying on, and the women's team, ranked number nine in the country, should rise in the national rankings once again. The men's team started the year at number two. They've held steady there. It's going to take a lot for them to move up, but they get the first place finishes once again. I believe they're both 3-0 and on the season. So hats off to the cross-country teams over the weekend, continuing to carry on a strong tradition and legacy of BYU runners. Uh, On to women's soccer here. Elise Flake scored an overtime goal to give the Cougars a 2-1 win over San Diego. They stay undefeated in West Coast Conference action with the win. A big win for BYU. The Toreros um, had BYU tied 1-1. The Cougars now 8-3-1 on the season. 3-0 in WCC action. And this has been a redemption year for Jennifer Rockwood and her team. A lackluster... uh, season a year ago. Santa Clara looks like the class of the conference, uh, but BYU showing that they've got some grit to them. A young team continues to play very well. They'll be on the road again this coming Saturday. They head to Pepperdine uh, to take on the Waves on Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's 2 p.m. Mountain time. The game will be available on the W.TV streaming-wise, and you also can hear the game on BYU Radio. Should be another big weekend for the women's soccer team as they look to rebuild themselves after that lackluster year a year ago. And then the women's volleyball team, they lost a set. Get it? Uh, Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball. Actually lost a set over the weekend, winning in four sets over San Diego. 25-21, 24-26, 25-16, 25-10. 
Uh, so just carrying on for the women's volleyball team, probably good for them to lose the set because they had swept their last four or five opponents in a row. The number one ranked team in the country just continues to get better and better. Roni Jones-Perry led the Cougars with 23 kills in the match, hitting 465, which is absolutely phenomenal. She also had six digs in the game. And then Lindy haddock Epich also led the team in assists with 46 while adding 10 digs of her own. So BYU 16-0 on the year, 6-0 in West Coast Conference play, carrying on, doing what they do. They'll be on the road this Thursday when they travel to San Francisco. That game will be streamed on the W.TV at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Live stats will also be found on the BYU, BYU Women's Volleyball schedule page as well. A couple of sports in action early this week are the golf teams. Uh, the men's golf team is in Vestiva Hills, Alabama for the Jerry Pate Intercollegiate Tournament. That is in action today. They're already off and playing, as well as the women's golf team there at the Adine Inlandfelt Invitational. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Adine Inlandfelt Invitational. That's in Seattle, Washington. They're also in action. So best of luck to the men's and women's golf teams early this week. The men's team off to a solid start this year. The women's golf team, we'll see how they perform. All right, so there you go. Kind of breaking it down for you guys on what's going on with the other teams. And before we go, I need to mention to you guys, I know a lot of people out there look at your TV bill and wonder why in the world am I paying so much for TV? Well, I'm here to give you a a, a solution if you're if you're interested in it. A lot of you heard about the cord cutting phenomenon and Sling TV is one of the options you should check out if you are interested in this. Uh, if you can't watch all the games you're looking for with your current television package, Sling has it for you. They're the best way to catch college football. $30 a month gets you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, SEC, and all the other channels you need to catch all of the teams you're looking for, particularly BYU will be taken care of with Sling TV. You can stream it on your big stream, uh, you can stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices, and Sling TV gives you the TV you love only better. There's no useless channels, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. I speak from experienced people. I am a proud cord cutter. It's something that I have enjoyed doing for the last few years. Sling TV is right there for you. If you sign up for Sling TV, you get a free seven-day trial. And Locked On listeners can get your seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Check it out, guys. Maybe the right option for you. It's been the right option for me. I love it. Check it out. Sling TV slash locked on. All right, tomorrow's show, recapping what Kalani Sitake saw after re-watching the film of the Utah State game. Maybe we'll have some news on the quarterbacks, or maybe not. That's on tomorrow's show. Thanks again for downloading us. We'll be back with the show on Tuesday. This has been the Monday edition of Locked on Cougars, October 8th, 2018. Have a great day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.